Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You're listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest in sports betting from KC Sports Network. Featuring Benny and the Bets, hosted by local media personality and betting aficionado, Benny Heisler. Let's get to the show. What's happening, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Benny and the Bets. My name is Ben Heisler, the gentleman that you can see to the right-hand side of the screen is my good friend, Howard Megdal. Howard is one of the foremost experts and insiders when it comes to covering women's sports. And what better time to have on my good friend than the start of the WNBA season kicking off. It has been so fun, even just in the last week, Howard. And by the way, you can find his work uh, at the Nine newsletter. You should also be subscribing there as well as over at the Next Hoops. And you can follow him on the tweet machine as well at Howard Megdal. I I told you before last year I, I got into the WNBA, particularly because of the betting avenue. But now, as I started watching the product and really enjoying the product, to see a sold out Canada game um at the start of the week, kind of really building up some momentum and now having the super teams with both New York and Las Vegas. To me, this feels like the most anticipated WNBA season that I can certainly remember. Does it feel that way for you? It does. I think you are seeing a buildup and let's say a greater day-to-day understanding of the quality of the product, of the excitement. I think the more that uh, folks in my business are able to cover it and that folks in our business are able to cover it from a betting perspective, I think that gives not only a greater understanding of the teams and players involved, but it gives you sort of a different avenue, a point of entry. And so I think that's really significant. I'm not surprised to hear your travel. Obviously, you know, us being friends a long time, um, I sort of know your history within this realm anyway, but it's not a unique thing that people are able to get onto the sports books, that they're able to be able to access in that way is significant. And you know, no less an authority than Gina Wariema talked about this, you know, back in 2017 at the Final Four in Dallas, about the fact that you aren't going to see true equality between men's and women's basketball until you're able to bet equally on both of them. And so seeing that growth, I think, is significant, even though, you know, obviously um, it is not the only way in which we're seeing that growth, like you said. So we'll go for purposes of our conversation today. We'll go off the odds over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, you can certainly shop around 
try to find the best number that you can and, and go through the teams that both Howard and I feel are, are both legitimate title contenders, teams that can surprise. We'll go through a couple of maybe win totals as well, uh, as well as the, the prospect of who's going to be this year's WNBA MVP. I do want to start with the Aces because obviously bringing in a Candace Parker from a title contender in Chicago last year, uh, one of the most celebrated players in WNBA history to go along with the team that won the championship last year. And right now it's them and the Liberty and basically everybody else when it comes to their odds. The the Aces come in at plus 125 at DK, the Liberty at plus 135. If we start with Las Vegas, mm-hmm. tell me what would need to go wrong for them before we start focusing on all the talent that they have there. I think their depth could be a potential issue even after just a dynamic starting five. It's kind of after that, plus you have Becky Hammond suspended for the first two games of the season. To me, this feels like a team that I don't want to bet on right now because of everybody new coming in, because you have veterans maybe resting, because Hammond's not going to be there the early portion of the season. I'd rather wait on them a little bit in the event that they start off slow and then jump on them at a better number. What about you? It it makes a lot of sense the way you're describing it. I mean, the short answer to what you're describing is this. There are some things that could go wrong. The bigger thing is their margin for error is so small, and this is going to be the case for New York too, because of the existence of the other, which is to say that there are most years where a Las Vegas would be the runaway title favorite or New York would be the runaway title favorite if they both weren't in existence at the same time heading into 2023. The Becky Hammond suspension thing does not worry me very much. It's two games. It's negligible at best. But the issue of depth, and yes, depth, even despite the fact that Candace Parker is signed and Alicia Clark is signed as well. Alicia Clark, when she has been healthy, uh, frankly, since turning age 30, has been not just one of the best defensive players in the league, but has been as efficient as they come on the offensive end as well. And so there is a crazy level of talent atop this team. Parker and Asia Wilson coexisting is going to be an interesting challenge, not a challenge that necessarily you'd say, oh, it's insurmountable. And quite frankly, with the way Asia Wilson and Candace Parker are built team first, I think there's a real good chance of success. But if you dig into their shot charts a little, where they like to get the ball is at very similar spots on the floor. And navigating that is going to take some time. Now, it's going to help to have guards who can distribute, like a Chelsea Plum, for instance, who can find them. And obviously, Chelsea Gray, who is one of the best, if not the best point guards in the league. And that's going to help expedite the timetable quite a bit. But there's some figuring out to do. And that's not always the case for a team that comes in as the champion with the type of continuity elsewhere on the roster you typically see. So, yeah, I like you. I'd like to see early on how the pieces fit. So if you compare and contrast the the depth issues between Las Vegas and New York, again, we're talking about two super teams and then bringing in someone like Brianna Stewart is going to add a dynamic aspect to that team, especially with the, with the Sabrina leading the way. Um, don't forget about Jacqueline Jones, who now comes from Connecticut over to New York as well. So you have an outstanding front court. Now, I, I think to your point, the difference is that you can use Jones more so in the middle, uh, be able to use her her presence inside, be a rim protector. And with Stewart, you she's you know you kind of compare her to, to Durant in the sense of 
great size, terrific speed, ability to shoot from anywhere on the floor. It, it just feels like their versatility along with their depth, maybe they don't have the star power that Vegas does, but there's still plenty of stars on this Liberty team. To me, they would be the favorite for me uh, compared to Las Vegas because of those two elements. So I will generally push back on the idea that we don't have enough star power or as much star power in New York. I and mean, just to say that, you know, uh, Brianna Stewart is a former MVP. Uh, John Paul Jones is a former MVP. Courtney Vandersloot is probably numerically the best point guard in the history of this league. Yes, Sue Bird included. When you look at what she's able to do, Sabrina Ionescu coming off of a brilliant all-star campaign Somehow, what is she, the fourth scoring option most nights? It's an insane thing. And then the depth is really where it tells. But just real briefly, J.J. and Stewie, right? J.J. is not a um, a paint-bound five. J.J. can score anywhere on the floor. To be frank, I think J.J. compares, if you're making the NBA comp, to Kevin Durant even a little more than Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart, okay. to be frank... I don't think there is an NBA comparison. I don't think there is a WNBA comparison. You add the fact that she can score anywhere on the floor, that she can be uh, point stewy is the phrase they used in Seattle a lot of the time, with the fact that she can rim protect and rebound, that she's a six foot four player with a seven foot one wingspan. And this is just, this is not a person, a player we have seen before in basketball. And Again, you go back to, all right, you have to figure some stuff out, right, to compare and contrast to Vegas. But if you overlay the shot charts, and this is what I do in my spare time, the shot charts show up as Stewie is everywhere on the floor. Her sort of heat zone is everything. And same with JJ. And then, all right, so that already speaks well of their ability to coalesce together. Then you add in who's going to find them. Well, I don't know. How about the leader all-time in assist percentage in the history of the league in Courtney Vandersloot and the player who is second in assist percentage among active players in Sabrina Ionescu. The other place where it tells is depth. I mean, I, a lot of us who cover the league were sad to see Dee Dee Richards get waived yesterday by the Liberty because she was, you know, always such a delight to cover. Uh, but she is also a very talented player who is going to help another WNBA team. There's somebody who could shoot the rock. There's somebody who could defend one through four. Here's the thing. New York has already been isolated who can score from everywhere as a three-level score and can defend one through four. And they have Kayla Thornton. Yeah. And defend. It's almost like an, an afterthought in that trade as well. Oh, it's crazy. And and that trade that they saved $44,000 in cap space. Jonathan Cole probably won executive of the year for that trade alone. And that doesn't include Vandersloot or Brianna Stewart. But, the, you know, that team, 1 through 11, I described them on, on our podcast over on Lockdown Women's Basketball as the Noah's Ark of rosters because they just they have two of everything. I mean, literally <laughs> including, like, two all-time great-level point guards, two MVPs who can score anywhere on the floor and defend anyone on the floor, and even just, you know, on the bench. If they start Benigelating, which they're probably going to, they're going to have a bench that includes Steph Dolson, an all-star center, and Han Shu is going to be 23. She's six foot 11 now, and she shot 44% from three. It, it's a, We've never seen, on paper, anything like this. With regards to weaknesses for either of those two teams, I, I think one area, we certainly mentioned depth for Las Vegas, but 
defensively, neither of these two teams were great last year. Both average middle of the pack in defensive rating. Vegas and Liberty actually had the same exact defensive rating. Now, again, roster construction, you add in a few different elements and, and maybe some things change, but is there any concern on your end that maybe their defensive liabilities could come back to haunt them in a limited small sample size in series? You know, maybe Vegas a little more than New York, only in the sense that with Vegas, a lot of their defensive improvement is going to be pegged to Alicia Clark. And so in Clark, she is significantly past 30. She showed very little signs of breaking down, but of course she has a recent injury that cost her a full season in her recent past. Alicia Clark is so valuable, but there isn't necessarily a fallback there. With New York, like I said, there is a plan B for everything they do. And so I am a lot less concerned about that. But also in New York, there's so many changes. You just kind of throw out the numbers. All right, we're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side. We've gone through the two key favorites, but what about Phoenix? Brittany Griner being able to return without Skylar Diggins-Smith this year. Washington, is that a team that we need to be able to wonder if they could be not necessarily a dark horse, but a, a sneaky team compared to the top two favorites? And then, of course, a few more down the list that I'm curious to get Howard's perspective on as well, plus our picks for MVP as well as who is coming down and cutting down the nets win in the 2023 WNBA championship. Stay with us. Howard Megdell is with us breaking down the WNBA as the season starts off this Friday. It's Benny and the best. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC sports network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the app store or Google play. Just search KC sports network. Entertain, educate, inform KC sports network. All right. Howard Megdell is with us. Uh, one of the premier experts when it comes to covering women's basketball anywhere. Uh, you should be following him on Twitter at Howard Megdal. You should be checking out him and his team's outstanding work over at the Nine, as well as at the Next Hoops. I, Washington, is to me, is, is a team. I, I've bet two teams mm-hmm. so far, um, just purely from a value perspective. I, I've taken Washington uh, at plus 1,500. Uh, if you buy into Elena Deladon being fully healthy for the first time in years, having that type of player available for them. Now, again, no Alicia Clark, no Elizabeth Williams, um, but you now have Brittany Sykes to be able to play there. And and I can't help but wonder, um, in, in just sort of going over some of the initial conversation pieces for, for what Washington has, they were an elite-level defensive team last year, and Shakira Austin is going to get better. There's There are a few that believe that Austin's potential maybe reaches that of the number one pick from this year in Aaliyah Boston. I don't know how you feel about Austin uh, versus Boston. Uh, oh, the fun thing. Oh, that's a great question. I Listen, I, I think Aaliyah Boston is coming in and going to be an all-star in year one. We'll get to the fever, I'm sure, uh, a little bit later on. Shakira Austin dispelled any questions that were remaining, and to be frank, not questions I had coming into the professional game. Uh, but I think Austin is somebody who has an opportunity to be a critical part of what the Mystics do. That that fifteen hundred is an interesting number for them. Uh, to me, yeah, there's a lot of conversation about the two super teams. But like you said, there is no other Elena Deladon in the history of the league. In the same way, um, this is just a slight digression, but. In my profession, you'll live to see, oh, I came and saw something I never saw before. And that's happened to me 
on five occasions in the world of basketball. It happened to me when I saw LeBron James play in high school. It happened to me when I saw Steph Curry play at Davidson at the Garden. It happened to me when I saw um, Allen Iverson back when I was a teenager uh, making his debut for Georgetown. And then it's happened to me on the, on the women's side twice. It's happened when I saw Brianna Stewart for the first time and when I saw Elena Deladon for the first time. And so if Elena Deladon is healthy and able to play a full complement of games, you know, that backcourt of Sites and Cloud, Natasha Cloud, who should not be overlooked, no. is going to defend and be absurd. Uh, Amanda Zowie B is great uh, as a uh, depth player off the bench and a stretch five and do a little bit of everything. They've got shooting and Shatori Walker Kimbrough and Christy Tolliver coming off the bench. Great defensive options, friendly two way in Ariel Atkins, who is criminally underrated, and Emily Anschler, who is a fantastically smart waiver wire signing i think the washington mystics have every opportunity of making it a big three rather than a big two the next three teams kind of on this list in fact i, I think there's sort of a lot of teams grouped up together but um you have phoenix mm -hmm. at 25 to 1 uh dallas has actually seen their odds move over at DraftKings. at one point they were as long as 40 to 1 seen some positive momentum for them all the way up to 30 to 1 Connecticut, uh, a bit surprising given the some of the losses that they've had. And then you have Atlanta, which is a team that I, I just buy into synergy. Like we talk about it all the time when when the front office and the head coach are on the same page and you know how to draft and develop. And I was I don't want to say I was blown away with, with what I saw from from Howard last year, but I really liked Atlanta and I, I think their ceiling continues to climb. To me, they're the best value bet on the board at 40 to 1 to be able to win the title just because everything seems to be going up for them. And you also bring in Haley Jones this year to add um, some some versatility. Alicia Gray this offseason, she um, you know averaged just under 14 points per game. I, I think Atlanta, not necessarily whether or not they're a true title contender, but they're a team that I think could get off to a really good start, kind of similar to what they did last year. But they saw in the second half last year of what not to do. And that's a team that also plays really good defense as well. It's an excellent defensive team. Of the four you mentioned, I think Atlanta is the best of the four. Although I think asking them to win a title is asking a lot at this point in sort of their narrative arc of their development. But, you know, Alicia Gray, we're now going to get a chance to see as a star on this Atlanta Dream team. Alicia Gray is so efficient, north of 40% from three a terrific defensive player, so she fits in with what Tanisha Wright is doing. Like you said, there is that synergy between what Tanisha Wright is building and what Dan Padover is doing in the general manager slot in Atlanta. And so the idea that this is a team that could win a playoff series is something that seems uh, very logical to me. Uh, I think Ryan Howard, by the way, just to touch on, as, as incredible as a rookie year she had, she was still below 40% from the field and from three. Uh, I think having these additional offensive options and changing the way defenses are able to play her, uh, you're going to see that number go up before you even get into the fact that from year one to year two in the league is typically where you see the biggest growth for an individual WNBA player. So I, I am very bullish on Atlanta. If I were making you know, uh, a predicted rankings, I think I'd probably have Atlanta fourth 
uh, among all these teams uh, below the super teams we talked about in D.C., having a chance to be right there with them. And then I think there is, a, you know, a, a bit of a range. And then Atlanta's ceiling and even their floor, I think, is highest of the teams you talked about. You know, in terms of Dallas, Latricia Trammell is somebody who should have been a coach in this league a long time ago. She's finally getting this opportunity. I love what bringing her in and having that locker room reflect her rather than reflect some of the coaches who have been there previously who did not buy into players in the same way will mean. Maddie Seedrist as that number three overall pick, she comes in with a pro mentality from day one. Frankly, before day one, she had a pro mentality for four years of Villanova. And Dallas added, obviously, Natasha Howard. You have that type of flexibility at both ends of the floor to complement Arike. Arike Adrimbawale is somebody who people have kind of written off. She's not had the efficiency stats that she is um, necessarily that you'd want out of a player drafted as high as she was. Well, I'm sorry, but Arike has not been surrounded by a system or players to maximize her talents. This is somebody, if you want to wonder if she's a winning player, this is just what she did at Notre Dame, took that team to a national title. You might remember the shot, the shots in the final four. Yeah, yeah, thanks for ringing right And then the following year, took them all the way to the title game. This is somebody who can play in a defense-first system like Muffet McGraw ran and I think can have another level that she reaches. Uh, so Dallas is a team that I'm also high on. Phoenix, to be frank, I think has the lowest floor of the teams you just mentioned. Uh, you know, part of it is you just look at what are they reliant on? Well, Diana Tarazi is past 40 and asking her to continue to be, Di if anyone could do it, it's Diana Tarazi because she's Diana Tarazi. That is asking a lot. And Brittany Ryder, we are delighted that she's home. We are grateful that she's home. But simply saying, all right, BG, who was a an MVP level talent before she left, she's going to come back and pick up where she left off. We just have no idea. And there's just so much unknown there as it relates to what BG can provide. Again, it's all secondary to the fact that from a human element, she is back and she is here and she is with us and she is safe. But I don't think it is fair to say, all right, we're going to expect her to be exactly what she was right away. I think we need to wait. As far as the teams that are not projected to really have much of a chance, Minnesota, 40 to 1, Sky also coming in at 41, followed by LA, the new head coach and Kurt Miller coming over from Connecticut, uh, Seattle, uh, a, a mighty fall for them at now at 55 to 1, second longest odds on the board, and then Indiana coming in at 80 to 1. What's interesting about all of these teams is that they, they still have stars on those teams, but I think in particular with Chicago and Seattle, you now have an opportunity to take um, players that are stars and perhaps put them into superstar territory because of how they're going to have to carry this team. Um, starting with Seattle, I, I think Jewel Lloyd might have an opportunity to, to lead the WNBA in scoring. I haven't seen that uh, as any sort of prop bet uh, on the board. Uh, and then I'm I'm a big Kaliakopi fan in Chicago, and like that that's my team, and and I know that they're in a bit of a transition um, heading into this season. Obviously, losing uh, Vandersloot and Parker, Quigley not playing this year. Yeah. I, to me, I I kind of look at those two saying, if you want to take control of this team this year and maybe surprise some people, it, it's got to go through you. Yeah, I think, and and again, they have some help. Right. You know, we were just talking about with Ryan Howard with Atlanta. It was asking a lot 
of Ryan Howard without a lot of offensive pieces around her. Um, Talia Copper is there in Chicago and is going to need to do more this year, but she's got some players who can help stretch the floor. And Marina Mabry, Courtney Williams is someone who's able to score. They have defensive help coming in at the five. Elizabeth Williams was a critical under-the-radar pickup, and I think you're going to see more out of Dana Evans this year, who I am very big on in Chicago to have a bigger role. I agree also with you about Jewel Lloyd, who very well could lead the league in scoring, but Kia Nurse and Sammy Whitcomb are two players with the opportunity to stretch the floor, provide defensive help as well. And Ezie McBegore, I think, is she was my pick for most improved player coming into this year because Ezie's going to get the opportunity to play 30 minutes a game. She's not going to have to split time with Tina Charles and um, a thing that didn't go so well in Seattle down the stretch last year. And as he's going to now get the opportunity to complete uh, a, a journey that frankly started last year, which was turning from a young, very young role player. I remember as he came in as a teenager into somebody who I think is going to be a star. I'd be shocked if as Magdor isn't on the all-star team this year. All right. Just a couple minutes left with Howard Magdal going through the WNBA. We're going to take one more break on the other side. Howard's picks to win the WNBA championship rookie of the year and MVP. We'll come back with those on the other side. Stay with us. It's Benny and the Vets. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, Howard, before we let you go, as we're starting to go through full-on futures, we've gone through the favorites, we've gone through the other contenders, we've gone through the teams that Probably aren't going to be in that conversation. Uh, but when push comes to shove, who do you like to be the WNBA champion this year? Uh, who's your pick for MVP? And then what about maybe for rookie of the year as well? I think for the New York Liberty, they are the team that, you know, I evaluated two ways. What's the most that can go right? And what's the most that can go wrong? And you can still come out on top. And for all the reasons of depth, all the reasons that we talked about, I think that New York is better positioned to win this. Uh, it would not obviously surprise me in the least if Las Vegas wins. And even if the Washington Mystics found a way to win this, it wouldn't be a great shock to me when I think about the teams that are best positioned to win it all. But if you're saying one, I think New York is the team best positioned to win it all. Now, generally, the MVP comes from the top team. I don't necessarily agree with that philosophically, and I've often voted otherwise. But I think you have reason to believe that Brianna Stewart is going to be the most valuable player. It might very well be Asia Wilson over in Vegas. And then, again, if you look at what Elena Deladon did in 2019 and 2015, if she's doing that on that Mystics team, probably on a per-possession basis, she's going to just, by virtue of being the first among D.C.'s scorers as opposed to a mixed group in both Vegas and New York, she may have an opportunity to put up those numbers. But look, if Seattle surprises and manages to get into the top six and Jewel scores 30 points a game, we're probably talking about Jewel Lloyd with that opportunity as well. And 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 again, I'll even go a step further. If the Indiana Fever makes the playoffs, and that's my hot take, I think Indiana will be the final playoff team this year. I think they're going to improve that much. And they do it because Aaliyah Boston is a two-way all-star, which I do believe she's going to be. Leah Boston's going to be in that conversation as well. You want to know the odds right now for Indiana to make the playoffs? Yes. 20 to 1. Wow. 
you, if you want to change my word for it, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I love that value on the board. There's always surprises each and every year. Well, just to make the playoffs, huh? Just to make the playoffs. Yeah. Real quick, do this. Like Christy sides is a brilliant coach who deserves this opportunity is get and is getting it. Lynn Dunn has forgotten more about basketball than I will ever know in my life. And she has put together this team that team drafted unbelievably well, not just Aaliyah Boston, but to get Grace Berger, who can play one through three at the seven pick. Ben, I know you hate to talk about an Indiana player, but she is yeah. really... No Indiana conversation on the show is allowed. I already know that. And Taylor <laughs> Mike at 13, maybe the best shooter in the draft. You got Mike Sell and Hull to be able to hit perimeter shots. Melissa Smith from last year proved she could play in the league already, and this is her year two, the thing we talked about. The year two jump, you're going to see that for a bunch of Indiana players. Funny to one. Yeah, that's of all the different possibilities that we could have gone through. We talked about Washington at 15 to one. Um, you know, we, we certainly talked about some intriguing MVP candidates. You mentioned if Elena Deladon is healthy, she's certainly on the board at 10 to one. Uh, Jewel Lloyd, who you just mentioned, 90 to one if wow. she's league in scoring. That's hot. Uh, certainly that's in play hot. as well. Uh, man. Um, and then rookie of the year. I, I, again, if if you're looking to go a different direction than Aaliyah Boston, uh, you mentioned Grace Berger. She's going to have plenty of run, thirty to one. But again, that might be tough to beat out her, her teammate there. Uh, Diamond Miller plus two twenty five. Maddie Segrist, you also brought up uh, plus seven fifty. Um, Zia, uh, Zion Cook, who I, I have a, a connection to through 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 Block and uh, the a Fair Shot program, so I might want to wager on her a little bit. There, there's so much to be able to consider. One other one that I do want to throw out there, because if we are both high on Atlanta, being able to take another step in the right direction, Ryan Howard at 50 to one for MVP, I, I think is worth the conversation. As well. It is worth the conversation. And just on the rookie of the year part, Diamond Miller is going to be a key part of that Minnesota team. There's clearly in rebuilding mode. Well, I 25. You, you can't write off a team that's coached by Cheryl, uh, by Cheryl Reeve. You just cannot do it. And you certainly can't write off a team that's now getting a fully healthy Nafisa Collier. What's what's Nafisa Collier for MVP? Nafisa Collier for MVP as I'm searching right on the board right now. 60 to 1. Well, if the Minnesota Lynch made the playoffs, a similar thing to what we talked about with Jewel Lloyd, and Nafisa Collier gets the opportunity to do it, that is a very interesting idea as well. Howard, great stuff as always. I know you got to run before we before we let you go. Uh, for anybody that uh, has joined us for either the first time or started to have interest in watching the W this year and want to be able to become a more informed better, but also just a more informed fan, uh, what are they getting when they check out the nine? What are they getting when they check out the next? Well, so go over to the nexttubes.com. Check it out right now. We've got a sale we're running. We are normally $9 a month, $72 a year, but we are 27% off an annual subscription in honor of the 27th WNBA season. We have beat reporters in each of the 12 WNBA cities. We cover over 100 reported pieces every single month across the world of women's basketball. You cannot be more informed about it. We have a podcast six days a week locked on women's basketball to be able to talk to the newsmakers and the people who are covering this sport. I just, our incredible team does such great work and to be able to support it, it gives you the opportunity to get the fierce urgency of coverage you see and can take for granted on the men's side. The Nine newsletter, T-H-E-I-X-Sports.com, that you can get six different women's sports in your inbox every single week. So the nexttubes.com, 
thexports.com, that's where you can get women's sports coverage that we all know we need, and it's an opportunity to do it. And with the money you can save on that special, you can also buy two things. The first, you can buy Howard's book, The Baseball Talmud, which uh, sits right on my desk proudly. Uh, it's one that uh, I have enjoyed and does give me love to be able to promote. And the other thing you can do is you can buy uh, League Pass for WNBA on YouTube TV for 25 bucks. So take That's advantage of the special. Watch games this year. We're going to be doing a lot of betting for the W this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Howard, you're the best. You're the king. You're the goat. I always appreciate your time for 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 making it for us. So thank, so thank you. I am here for you anytime. Thank you. All right. So for Howard, for our executive producer, Jordan Foote, I'm Ben Heisler. May all of your best W bets hit this year. We'll do this again soon on Benny and the Bets. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.